Hey guys, welcome to episode 46 of The Game Train. I'm your host, Carl Smith, and I have Callan Davison with me. Really? There he is, and we are Game Train, bringing you the latest in gaming news, opinions, general chit-chat, right to your ear holes, for free, while you drive, do the laundry, um, mow the lawn, or just... Or play Spider-Man. Pretend to work, and yeah. So, without further ado, let's check out the news. Henry Cavill, the current DCU Superman, is uh, has been recently announced to play Geralt in the upcoming Netflix Witcher series. Ooh. Oh, that's exciting. Do you reckon he'd make a good Geralt? I no longer doubt these things anymore. Ever <laughs> you've, since... you've just given up? You just went, yep. No, ever since laughing my head off when they chose Heath Ledger to play the Joker and saying, like, that's yep. the dumbest thing anyone's ever done. Yep. Best I remember Joker saying that to my ever. friends, so I'm like... Yep, so I no longer make those opinions. Uh, the developers uh, behind Yakuza has announced a new game, Judge's Eyes, which is coming out next year in uh, Western countries. I think it comes out at the end of this year in Japan. But it has got that very Yakuza look and feel to it, but you play as a lawyer this time. Ooh, that could be fun. That would be really quirky and interesting. It'll be nice to finally start at, like, um, a part one of something. Yes, yeah, rather you know. than Judge's Eye 6, and you're like, that's cool. Yeah, guess I'll jump in here. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me with the Yakuza series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, so, the Nintendo Direct was delayed because of an earthquake, so we don't have news from that. But since we last spoke to everyone, there has been a really great Nindies Direct, um, which they announced a crap ton of titles, but some of the favorites from that that I got was Super Giants Bastion, which is an old game, but one of my favorites. That's coming out uh, in like one day, if you're listening to this when it comes out, September 13th. Um, Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, one of my favorite iOS games I've ever played. Undertale uh, is coming out on the 18th of September. Um, what else was really cool? Like Hyperlight Drifter Special Edition is actually out right now. And, you know, just check out the Nindies Direct for, for a lot more really cool indies coming to the Switch. All right. Uh, also, speaking of the Switch, right now you can get the Mega Man 11 demo out now on the Switch. The full game yes. comes out in October. So if you want to dip your feet in and have a look, go get it. That's right. Um, and still speaking of Nintendo, Yoshi's new game title was announced just recently as Yoshi's Crafted World. Also, uh, Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered is coming to the PlayStation 4 sometime in 2019. Yep, uh, and there was a new Kingdom Hearts trailer at TGS, um, also showing off a VR experience uh, that'll come, that will let fans relive iconic moments from the series. So that could be interesting, and I like VR being used as an experience rather than a game, so... This looks good to me. Well, speaking of VR games, Everybody's Golf is coming to VR. Yes. Yes, it is. As well as some sort of Ace Combat 7 and yeah. Space Channel 5. Awesome. And that could be interesting. Yep. Um, well, Oh, yep. Zone of the Enders, the second runner, Mars, is launching. It has launched. I am talking in the past. That is out right now. All right. Uh, THQ Nordic has acquired the Kingdoms of Amalar from 
developer 38 Studios, which I was a huge fan of. Of course, the new Xbox Elite wireless controller, now in a white special edition, is available for 200 Australian dollars. Um, no, I straight up lied to you because I disrespect all of you. Just kidding. My bad. It actually comes out on the 30th of October. Mm. So, yeah, look out for that. I think it'll be really cool. I'm a big fan of the um, the Elite controller, so I can't wait to see one, like, you know, hold a white one and see what it looks like in person. It never does it justice seeing the pictures. Mm-hmm. Having said all that, though, that's the news. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. It is that time again where we are here to announce our second... <laughs> Grand Fullard Award. <laughs> Here we are, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it was we were hoping that it was going to be um, a three-way battle between PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo. Sadly, again, Nintendo had to delay their announcement, so we can't count it this time. So we are still back to the old battle of. PS Plus versus Games with Gold. Now, let's see the um, let's see our selection this time. Xbox One Games with Gold for September are Prison Architect. Yeah, uh, I I just didn't even look into that, which shows how much I cared. Uh, Live Lock, which looks like some sort of bullet hell drop down, uh, you know, like um, Diablo view kind of thing but with guns and shooting looks kind of fun but again don't care uh, and then there's the 360 games which this is saying something but that's the best games they have for september and that is sega vintage monster world with yes. part one two and three yes monster world two everyone yeah we got some hype over here what was that was that a sega yeah a sega genesis so. game yep ah genesis yeah right. it's a very very good game Ah, <clears throat> uh, okay. I'll have to check it out then. I mean, it is free. Um, and they have Lego Star Wars. Jeez, uh, I didn't write the rest, but it was the um, Clone Wars. Oh, okay. So yep. I've never done this Clone Wars one, so I might mm-hmm. check it. The Lego Star Wars ones are always awesome anyway. But yeah, those are the 360 games though. So they're backwards compatible on 360 or Xbox One. And now PlayStation Plus, they've got you know a whole bunch of stuff we don't know, like cube and foul play on vita um or vita however you say it cube on ps3 but they also have another world 20th anniversary edition i loved another um, world it's very hard yeah, game though. it is very hard um very slow but very deliberate so mm-hmm. it's cool once you know that everything in there is in there on purpose and it's not like broken like i used to think when i tried it when i was younger yeah um but on their ps4 selection though they have, firstly, God of War 3 Remastered, which I think is very cool to have right now. Um, and even cooler timing, they have Destiny 2 for free, right at the launch of Forsaken DLC. Yep. Just the timing is unbeatable. I don't know how they manage this. I mean, I do know it's because of their cahoots with Destiny and Bungie. And it's yeah, just, yeah. Uh, Sony's, oh, Sony's got a really good type thing with like Activision and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. And, well, I think it's pretty clear. It's a pretty clear PlayStation win yeah. this month. Yeah, look, Monster World came close, but 
I don't think you can beat Destiny at this stage. The game is already <laughs> like a, a cool game with like enough you know content in it now. Look, look Monster World 2 was a cool game, and there was good content for back. Oh, you're talking That's Destiny. True. You're talking Destiny yes. 2, yes. Yes, I, yes, I still am, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. the, the timing, though, I mean, that is just genius marketing. So, ladies and gentlemen, the winner for this Full Art Award is PlayStation Plus. Games you've been playing. Yes. Well, uh, I think I'll let you start because I haven't been playing a whole lot, actually. Two Point Hospital. Oh, that's right. Yes. So this is like the spiritual successor to Bullfrog's classic theme hospital. So it seems like a few of the devs from the old Bullfrog gang have gone out and made this game. They've made a new company called Two Point and they've released this game called Two Point Hospital. Nice. Um, It's legit just like theme hospital. I never played that either. So oh, it's just from just the way it starts, the way that you put down like rooms and and ha- just how the game flows is like identical. It just feels like there's a bit more depth in some places in this new one, which is okay, really cool. And modernized mechanics and and, and different or? names for diseases and things like that. So in the uh, so obviously because of uh, probably copyright issues, they couldn't use the same disease names. So in the old one, they had like bloated head syndrome sort of thing. Ah, uh, okay. It, so they it, weren't real diseases. No, like. no, no. And people would come in with like these giant heads, and then to cure them, their doctor would pop the head like a balloon, and then repump the head up, you know, with like a pump. Nice. So okay. in this in this one, it's like uh, one's called uh, a light headed. They've got light headed light headed syndrome, and they come in and their head is a light bulb. Okay. Cute. Yeah. I see, I see. So it's like, yeah, I see what you mean with spiritual success. It's like same humor, yeah. but just slightly. Yeah. 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 Another one is um, uh, turtle head. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> and the head is very tiny in, ah, in, okay. in their neck Different and it's like shrunk down into their body sort of thing, like a turtle head. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just these fun play on words that yeah, they use. Okay. Uh, it, it's, it's a really fun game. It looks great. Uh, it plays great. Um, it wasn't challenging at first, but it's a bit more challenging than I've gotten further into the game now. There's a lot more systems at play. Um, so I don't even know what it is yet. Is it like, uh, do you build stuff? Is it simmy or? Uh, you build hospitals. So imagine okay. like a theme park, but instead of a theme park, it's hospitals. So you build like a GP office and then you put a doctor in there and then he diagnoses patients. So then you've got to build like, um, a pharmacy, and then they might have to get some medicine from the pharmacy or a psychiatrist's room or, you know, or just um, a ward. So you put all these beds and things in there, things like that. Okay, nice, nice. So like a, almost a combination between, um, I don't know, The Sims and uh, Jurassic Park Evolution or whatever that one we played was. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, is, it, like, is it more personal? Like, are you in the buildings? Hey, like you see the people. It's not like a giant. No, you, you see the people. And okay, they're, they're cool. walking with all their crazy um, ailments. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah. All right, so a bit more closer, like The Sims, not SimCity or anything. Mm-hmm. Cool. I've never right. never tried one. I should I should give it a shot. You reckon I'd like it? Like, it sounds kind of funny, quirky. It, it's really fun. It's, it's, it's really fun. And, yeah, it, the game does a really good job of slowly introducing more elements to the mix as you play through it. Okay, and, like, where... Where was it? Where did you play it? Steam. Oh, yeah. And how much? Is it like 
oh, it's like twenty five bucks or something. It's, it's pretty cheap. It is cool. an in, it is an indie title, but these guys worked on the original, so. So uh, I just wait till it inevitably comes out on Switch or... Oh my gosh, it would be the most perfect Switch game. Especially after yeah. seeing the controls in Jurassic World Evolution. I now know these games can work. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm uh, going to wait yeah. because it, it looks like everything ever made that's possible to go on Switch is going on Switch. Mm-hmm. Like even old random things like Saints Row 3. Yes, yep. Because why? It's just so random. They're just taking anything now. Like, all the developers are like, hmm, what can we put there from our back catalogue? Yeah, exactly, exactly. What will I'm waiting... Make, what will print money? Yeah, I'm waiting for um, San Andreas or something. You know, just oh, random stuff. wow. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. What else have you been... Is that kind of it for you? Oh, uh, I played the Call of Duty Black Ops 4 Blackout Beta. Of course. You got busy. Yeah. So I jumped in and had a couple of games of that. So this is their PUBG Fortnite-style map, where it's the Battle Royale style. Oh, I didn't realize that. It was the Blackout map, of course. Yes. Yep, yep. That's, what, that's why I jumped in, because uh, oh. I was like, uh, if it was normal multiplayer, I probably would have avoided but i jumped i didn't even click when you said that all right well what the hell is it finally tell me it's bad it's battle royale okay so first person first person on a hundred 50 on 50 uh every man for himself this was the beta was squads of four which was annoying because i get get putting in with random people and i wouldn't have my microphone plugged in and i'd hear a hello through my through my TV, I'm, like, I'm, oh, not, no. I'm not talking to you guys. I just want to test out the beta. It's like, hello. <laughs> oh, poor guys. It's all about communication, and you're like, I'm just looking around. Go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm like, I just want to play it by myself. But no. Um. So obviously, if you've played a Call of Duty game, imagine that, but battle royale style, pretty much. Wow. Okay. So like. So you so you wingsuit on in, um, drop anywhere. Yeah, you you start with no items, then you gotta you know find like guns and armor, and it's just like Call of Duty. Like there's all these just random things over the map. Um, you know, you mean just like PUBG? Yep. Yep. Cool. Okay. Yep. And uh, you know, there's a thing that slowly closes in on you, so you gotta everyone keeps going into the circle. All right, but I mean, does it feel triple A? You know, like because that's the yeah. One thing oh, it felt PUBG so slick and smooth. Is. Like it looked fantastic, and it was interesting playing a first person one rather than a third person one because oh, I I always play PUBG in first person, so it'll see, feel kind of normalish. Yeah, for me, it, it felt a bit strange at first because it's like, hang on, I can't peek around corners and things now. Oh yeah, and out windows and whatnot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. So was it like? Did you like it? Like, was it enjoyable? Yeah, yeah, it was, actually. It was. Um, I would like to try the full thing, even though that technically is the full thing because it's the same map. But... <laughs> yeah, there's not much else to it, I guess. Hey, no. But I, mean, um, I, I thought it, it was and... quite good. I thought it was quite good. But is it a year too late? That's the thing. Yeah, everyone's just about getting over it. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it could be winning over all the... COD fans, you know? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, uh... And it's it's a polished one, so... But I don't know, I think... It's not PUBG they have to worry about, it's the juggernaut that is Fortnite. Oh, you ain't competing with that. 
that, that is like monumental. That is, I think that's the first time the world's been moved since WoW in quite a way by a nah, Pokemon game. Go. Yeah, but Pokemon Go was such a flash in the pan. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, I guess so. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, Pokemon Go did stop the world, and it was a wonderful, beautiful thing, but for, like, two months. Yeah, Fortnite is now the media's favorite new, hey, someone's addicted to a video game. Yeah, and, like, but everyone, like, I meet randoms at my shows, and their kids, you know, they introduce me to their kids, and they go, oh, like, oh, you, you guys play games? I'm like, oh, yeah, I bet your kid plays Fortnite. And the parents are always like, oh, how did you know? I'm like, it doesn't take much to know. Yeah. If you have a kid... It's playing Fortnite. Yep. All right. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Four <coughs> Blackout Beta. Wow, it's a it's a big sentence. Yeah. No, it is. Um, one. Yeah. No, that was a lot of fun. Uh, I I have enjoyed it. So yeah. Cool. And when's that one out again? Do, do you know? Uh, that comes out in October. Oh, another one. That's so soon. Yes. Yes. It's only oh. a couple of weeks away. So the games keep pumping in now. Hey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, for me, for games I've been playing, it besides the one we're reviewing, it has been Tetris. Just Tetris. I've been hardcore smashing it because I'm so pumped for Tetris Effect for PS4 coming out soon, which the trailer just looked absolutely amazing. I'm a huge Tetris fan. The only one I have available to me that's fun to play is Puyo Puyo Tetris still on on the switch and i've finally gotten into marathon mode and i made a big deal of trying to get three million points which wow. was an hour long session of one tetris game and it those blocks were dropping fast but i mean that's not very exciting news but i don't know why i just just get lost in tetris um i did try code of princess ex on the switch and right. it was it was just ass it was very bad it was slow super jagged edges very very unresponsive and non-fun game the end please avoid so okay. yeah what game was that what so people playing. can avoid it code of princess ex okay all right well uh I'll... <laughs> i don't even know what that is but yeah okay cool yeah don't worry it's buried it's buried and if your game came out three weeks ago on the switch it'll be buried by at least 40 games by now yeah like, holy... Mo- I think over 20 games came out just last week. Oh, wow. The Switch is like the new Steam. Yeah, There's just yeah. so much on it. Um, but yeah, that's... Uh, is that everything you... You you got busy, man. You played a lot. I yes. just... You know what? I've been reading still. I'm smashing that Game of Thrones. And when it, whenever there's a spare moment, I've been reading. Because, because until Spider-Man, I just couldn't find a bloody reason to get on a console nothing was calling me yeah i know i know what you mean uh are you still on the first book yeah still on the first book oh my gosh okay do you read slower or does freaking george rr martin write slower i can't figure this one out now i i don't know i read quite slow i I just read when there's time it's a joke carl oh i don't know I'm, i'm trying to figure it out because i'm like is this how people read (laughs) <laughs> I um, yeah, I don't catch as much public transport though. I drive myself everywhere, so there's sadly not that opportunity. But yeah. every other waking moment, like breakfast and waiting for coffees, and even on the breaks in my shows when I'm playing a gig, I'll take a break and go away for 15, fifteen minutes and go read. That's how like lost in it I am. And I was like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, I'll just I'll be right back." 
That's it's not that bad, but yeah, it's pretty fun. Yeah. Um, so that's the games we've been playing. Mm-hmm. We um, we have a, a shout out. We you know sometimes we have an episode shout out to um, to another company or some friends that we want to shout out to. And this time I have to shout out to Matt from uh, from Drop Bear Gaming Podcast, which um, if you guys haven't checked that out, it's a very funny podcast by matt and lucas they're two brothers uh very super aussie hence the name drop bear um but don't listen to it with the kids around it's really good for a laugh these guys are they're just cool dudes um a little bit of crass language because i mean if you're australian and you're listening to podcasts it should be nothing that you're unaware of you know but um it's it's just a really refreshing podcast to listen to i think it's a nice one to just chill out to and have a laugh uh, and I had to shout out because Matt helped me play Spider-Man on launch day. Uh, it was going to take me 70 hours to download with my crappy internet. And wow. Matt said, oh, bring it over here. If you, you know, he kind of jokingly said, you could just bring it here and use my internet. And I'm like, you know what? I'm doing it. So I drove halfway to Ipswich from Mount Gravatt twice, once to drop it off and once to pick it up the next morning, just so I could play this game at launch because I didn't want... Callan to play it one second before me and funny enough you got in 10 minutes before me in the end anyway <laughs> yeah I did so worth it but then but then that was it for me I, I needed to play it and then for the first time in like 10 years I stayed up for like almost 48 hours because I played it all night into the morning and then I just continued on the whole day till 9 the next night should we uh, should we actually roll into the review now so you can talk about your feelings on it which brings us to this episode's feature game, oh, 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 Spider-Man for PS4. Spider-Man for PS4, this is developed by the legends over at Insomniac Games, published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. Um, so good I drove halfway to Ipswich twice to play it. The The game is, uh, it's like an open world Spider-Man, kind of like the the old Spider-Mans. It's very Spider-Man 2 uh, for PS2. It's very... Ubisoft with, you know, towers to unlock and side quests. It's very Sunset Overdrive with challenges and very good um, traversal. Uh, I guess, let's see, if painting the picture, you're, you're Peter Parker, you know, as Spider-Man, but eight years in. He's 23 now. Uh, he's been Spider-Man for eight years. He's now interning in a lab instead of, you know, taking photos. Everyone's kind of moved on. Uh, like, you've broken up with MJ. You're kind of like... All the bad guys are in jail already and you start the game just kind of wrapping up things with Kingpin and putting him away. And, you know, like I, the game starts with you just jumping into the middle of Spider-Man's story. And I, I really respect them for that. And kind yeah, of well, it them. wasn't a Spider-Man origin story this time. No, no, it wasn't. Things, you know, things are building up all around you. Some other villains and uh, things like that. And obviously... Um, Negative man or, or Lee? Mr. Negative. Martin Lee? Oh, Mr. Negative. Yeah. I haven't even heard him. Negative man, okay. 
Sorry, that's Callan's name. Uh, Mr. Negative. Oh, come on, uh, mate. I'm very positive <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the gist of it. I mean, that's what's... Is, am I missing anything? That's kind of... You're swinging around open world. You know, before we get into the nitty gritty, it's... um. No, it's you pretty much nailed it. Like, you play as, yeah, Spider-Man and you're trying to save New York again. Yes, yep. And, um, yeah, it's... It's a very... Good game. Mm. Well, very, pre- very pretty good. much, not going too far into spoilers, Kingpin gets arrested near the start of the game, and this creates a power vacuum in New York with different crime gangs, etc., wanting to take over that sort of top dog role. Yes. Yep. That's probably a good way right. to explain how everything sort of starts kicking off, and it goes from there. Yeah, and there's like, if, if you're even remotely a Marvel or Spider-Man fan, this is so for you, because there's just so many beautiful Easter eggs... And twists and turns that one that you'd expect and ones that you don't expect and ones that are just like awesome to see, like just everything in there. And if you are even thinking about this game, don't even touch any more trailers. Don't touch them. If you've seen one, cool, don't watch any more. If you haven't seen one, don't watch any because this game would have been so much better if we'd seen maybe just a bunch of teasers and no trailers at all. Yep, that's right. Like, uh, yeah, I didn't like how much they went through in their trailers and exposed some parts of the game, but we should move on mm. from that. Right, so let's talk about the, the traversal, because that seems to be the thing that everyone loves. Well, they the first thing they did right about traversal was Insomniac doing it in the first place, because those guys are just traversal kings. I had such high hopes, which was scary, because having high hopes for games, especially like a year out, is not really good for you normally Mm -hmm. because you know things will never live up to your imagination but this just really did the swinging feels phenomenal um it's like it reminds me very much of the some of the other ones spider-man 2 and um ultimate spider-man before it but just completely polished like i mean it looks stunning and then there's very little or like hardly any slowdown in you know when you're seeing like this whole New York skyline, mm-hmm. and you're swinging around and like going around buildings and everything, like the whole map is moving and the camera's swerving around and you're seeing like so far into the distance like huge cities and there's no like drop in. Um, it's you can, it's very hard to notice the, um, you know the, that trick they do where everything's got like sort of low poly until you move closer. Whereas they yep. did it quite a lot in Assassin's Creed Origins in the 4K version. Okay. When, when you took like a screenshot, which I, you know, was taking a lot of photos. But also if you're just walking slowly, you can see a tree far in the distance, but it's quite pixelated. And you're as you come about closer, like the draw distance sort of thing. Yeah, and the tricks they do, you know, and like you can obviously see something's like really pixelated and like 10 trees all look the same. And then as you get closer, they fill with detail and then start looking different and... Yeah. And cool, but I didn't notice that in Spider-Man. And I guess mostly it's because of the speed of everything. Yeah, you don't, you know, once you stop and and you stay on a building at nighttime, you start to notice that you know all the rooms look similar and doors lead to nowhere, and because it's all randomly generated sections of a building just to fill out. But when you're swinging around, like it's just stunning. It's beautiful. It feels great. Um, combat feels awesome. Did you enjoy the combat? Combat was fun. So the combat's very sort of Arkham style where it's like you do combos and then you counter the enemy, you dodge, you do combos. Then you've got your gadgets that 
that go into the mix as well. I, think, I found the, ga- the gadgets really fun. Like you get like web bombs, which sort of explodes web everywhere or like little electricity webs where you can like zap the bad guys or you can set up little trip wires. You know, yeah. lots of little different things like this, which makes combat quite fun. I, I love the web bombs. So those were super fun. Yeah, they were. I love that uh, the gravity lift. You can throw like a big circle and it lifts a group of like four or five guys up in the air for a while. Yeah. Just sit, like the the combat, the hand-to-hand combat was like super fast Arkham. And then all the gadgets was very like insomniac doing their thing because they like playing with different weapons, you know, since Ratchet and Clank and Sunset Overdrive. Mm. And then you could really feel like that. They were just kind of spider-man theming their own love for making like different weapons and and changing the balance in combat because of that and it doesn't besides the like one superpower in your suit everything else doesn't feel too overpowered because actually i know you and i have had a a chat off mic about the overpoweredness of the suit powers so let's talk about the suits there's a bunch of suits you get in the game of you know different looks for spider-man over the years sort of thing oh man so many suits and so the many designs suits. are bringing me back to my action figure collecting days when I was little. I used to get all the little Spider-Mans and you had like, you know, swimming Spider-Man and an armor Spider-Man and this kind of spider Like it was so cool. Yeah. Um, and they, yeah. And they all have upgrades as well. They yeah, all have upgrades, but they also got one key power each. And you, and we're talking about this and how overpowered these powers are. But they are on like a 30 second to a minute timer. But as you get closer to the end of the game, you'll find out you'll want to be just spamming those powers as much as possible. Yeah. So in the yep. end, it didn't feel overpowered at all. It was just like, oh my gosh, I need my, my superpower on now. Yeah, it was like they were just preparing you for later. It felt overpowered because you just press one button and you clear an entire challenge, all ticks, everything. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, and having that... But yeah, I've been even finding now... So I've... um. Uh, Callan finished the game. You finished it, yeah? Yes. And I'm I'm like sort of into the third act. So um, stuff we can't tell you guys anyway. But even now I'm feeling like things are getting tougher. Not in a like, oh, it's getting tricky. But now it feels good. Everything feels really balanced. And I agree with you. Like now I feel myself choosing between the suit powers. Like there's ones that, okay, one, you press it and your life fills up a little bit. Or you get your like focus meter so you can do some power moves straight away. Or you press one and you jump in the air and you web everyone around you. Um, or there's ones that like make you bulletproof for 20 seconds or 30 seconds and so on and so forth. But they're really cool and they're kind of, they're so fun to mix. You mix that and then you mix your gadgets and then you mix your like, you can add sort of three, three little suit upgrades to every, like, to your suit. Yeah. Uh, and, things, and those are things like take more melee damage or take more... Um, gun damage or focus gives you more health or you're sneakier yep and there's so many elements there like you don't notice it at first because they just drip feed it as you play and you're like yeah i'm just running around swinging and punching but there's like a really fun little uh, it's not rpg it's just kind of like a lot of systems to build up that make the fighting very individual and personal to you and it's yeah. fun to try them all different combos. And there's also a skill tree, which you slowly unlock all your skills throughout the game as well. Yep, that too. And it, I really like how it's kind of old school in that it unlocks a lot of new moves, which, you know, like games haven't really done in a while. Like Bayonetta does that. You know, like as you unlock a new one, you have to go in and learn the move and then you kind of like put that oh, in your head. God of War was like that. 
Yeah, I guess, yeah, that, that's true, it was, hey. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, like, it was, yeah, or everything felt like something new moves sort of style. Yeah. Yeah, and it builds it up, and you have to use that move list, because, like, I mean, it's cool, because if they gave you all those moves at the start, it'd just be quite overwhelming, because there's a lot to know. Mm-hmm. And I love that the combat, when you're in a group of, like, ten dudes or whatever, it's not like... In Arkham, you just fight everyone similarly. Like, there are sort of differences, but I found everything I was doing in Spider-Man, it was quick and frantic, but everything was um, intentional. Like, you'd see someone quickly and like, okay, guy with shield, punch, dodge. All right, guy with, you know, two whips. Okay, can't dodge him. Jump in the air, pull him up. All right, big guy, quick. Web him up, spin him around. Like, everyone needs a slightly different strategy. Just enough, not a huge thing, but so you're like... You're not just mashing punch and dodge, punch and dodge, punch and dodge, because it doesn't work on everyone. Yeah. And I love that. I love, like, every fight being fast, and it's, you know, like, you feel like Spider-Man when you, when you nail it and you pull it off. Like, it feels really cool. Yes. Um, yeah, and what else? There was, um, yeah, the story, you know, we can't say much, but I'm really enjoying it. Like, I remember... Uh, the Spider-Man 2 story, which was just... I loved it so much, that game. Like, I loved the game, but the story was just... I remember it just being bland, and, like, they were just throwing villains at you, cause and and they had to stick with a little bit of the movie, because it came out with Spider-Man 2 back in the day. Yeah. Plus, they were throwing in old enemies, and I just still loved it. So I was going into this going, like, all right, if this story sucks, I'll still have fun, because swinging and all that stuff and unlocking suits, but... I was refreshingly like surprised by this, how much I'm enjoying the story and the twists and turns and everything feels well written. The like the arcs of some of the villains are very believable. It's yeah, just a lot yeah. of fun. Story story is a great part of it. Um, but when you're not doing story missions, there are side things you can do. Oh my god! There's yeah, there's the side quests. There's yeah. a lot in this, which is like well, there's a lot of different things. Like you can go collect backpacks, which is like your collector collectibles around the city you can chase pigeons you can do these uh research facility <coughs> missions which are like almost like mini games in a way like go through all the clouds and or, or yeah you know, and i i enjoyed um, those more than i thought i would etc um what else there is oh taking photos around new york as well not yes. photo mode but taking just normal photos of buildings for for yep. these like collectibles in a way um yeah there's yeah, there's a lot going on. There's a lot to sort of sort of do. Plus and it side, doesn't... some side quests as well, which are like little side stories. Yeah, yeah, we're little bits and pieces where you help people, you know, kind of like classic side quests. And I like that it it doesn't all unlock at once and almost in a way that makes you think there's not much. Like, it doesn't even hint at like later there's going to be more stuff because at the very start... You, you know, you can take photos of all the landmarks and collect the bags. And I was like, uh-oh, is this it? Because I, I collected all the bags in like a couple hours and was like, this better not be it. Oh. And slowly more unlocks happen. And then things like the base, you know, base unlocks where you can go and fight, take on a whole base of bad guys. Yes. Like, yeah, all of... And I thought, oh, this is cool. But again, there was only like a couple bases, but then they sort of start growing. Yes. And there's different yep. types of bases. And then and eventually challenge modes unlock too. Yeah, which is great. And, and that's like the classic, you know, one star, two star, three star, or like silver, bronze, silver, gold. And you yep. can do them better and faster. And 
and you can just keep repeating it over and over. And that's that's really fun. And that that really reminded me of Sunset Overdrive having those kind of or, or any open world game, I suppose. But it was just like that's the gamey part, like that makes it feel like okay, I'm not saving the world now. I'm just getting high scores, which is cool. Like that's it's a fun thing to just jump into if you're not in the mood of like swinging around continuing the story. Um and I like how they force you gently to do the um side quest every now and then. Like after you finish a chapter, it'll be like you'll hear Spider-Man just say like, "Oh, I'm glad that's over. Okay, I've got some time before I got to meet MJ for dinner. I guess I'll uh do some patrols and see what's going on in the city." To remind you like just take a breather and go check out some of the current side quests. Yes. And he says that every one or two missions to say like all right, slow down, cowboy. You know, don't just gun through this. Go enjoy yourself. Go see New York. And it'll say, like, go um, power yourself up. Go make Spider-Man stronger by doing some challenges. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's, I, uh, I, yeah. yeah it, look, I felt the game was a good length. Yep. Uh, like, the yep. whole length of, like, everything you've got to do in terms of side quests and all that. So it was about 25 to 30 hours, which was enough. Um, yeah. I felt the story was excellent, but Act 2 dragged a bit. I felt Act 2... I'm talking about length, but I felt Act 2 dragged a bit. I felt Act 3 could have been added to a bit. Ah, uh, okay. See, I'm still in Act 3, so... Yeah, yeah. But All that's, right. but, that's so you, my opinion. Uh, I just felt, that yeah, sounds... a, short, a shorter Act 2, but a bit longer in Act 3 would have been better for my, my taste with it. All right, so it sounds to me like that's... I mean, that's a kind of cool complaint, because... Like, what was um, a very, very popular remark about, like, the excellent um, uh, Resident Evil 7 uh, was that the game was, like, one of the best Resident Evils, and then it just completely died in the last act and just, like, kind of killed it. Whereas yeah. it sounds like you're saying this really picks up right at the end and, like, yeah. just kind of ends with a nice, kind of like you wish there was more, which I think is a good way to end, especially to get you hungry for the three upcoming DLCs. Yes, which is a good... I'm, I'm glad to hear that because, like, I've just jumped into Act 3 and it starts with a bang. It's like, whoa, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And some of the set pieces in this game are genuinely fun and exciting. Yes. Like, yeah, some great set pieces and, and parts in the game, which is, which is great. Yeah. Um, having said all that, though, there are some niggly bits I wasn't too happy with, like the Mary Jade missions when you're just kind of her on her own and... Um, and sometimes you play other characters, but Mary Jane is the one that, um, you know, they've shown. And I just, uh, her missions are, I just think they're unneeded. They're like exposition, but you're playing through them. You know, like I wish it could just be a cutscene, or she could tell you about it on the phone or something. But like having you play it is just like this unnecessary halt to the flow of a, like a beautiful game where all the pieces just fit wonderfully and then everything we talked about, like, you know, your upgrades, your suits, your, your spinning, your superpower mode and, and all that kind of thing. And like the puzzles and the side, like all of that, it just stops. And you're just a person walking around. You can't jump or fight. You're just doing like these stealth, like, you know, I say in inverted commas, missions where you're just creeping around dudes, pushing boxes over and talking mm -hmm. to yourself. I don't know, it just feels, you know, sometimes you do some cool ones, which I don't want to say too much about, but, like, whenever Spider-Man is involved, the game is great. Yes. 
That's all I'm saying. But that I just I don't feel like those were needed, and they were more than I wanted. And I was telling Callan about like, um, okay. I stopped playing Spider-Man a bit. I went and did some things and, you know, like went to bed, woke up the next day, did a bunch of jobs, got things done and went, all right, I'm going to, yeah, I've got a few hours. I'm going to sit down and play some Spider-Man. Yes, I got some time to play Spider-Man. Turned on the PlayStation and then I was up to a part where I was Mary Jane and it was just such a kick in the guts because I'm like, when you go to play that game, you go to be Spider-Man and you go to play as Spider-Man and... The Mary Jane bits really hit home when I when it was like the first thing that happened because I think I must have saved it mid mission or something. I turned it on and I'm just like, "Oh, this is not what I wanted to do." Yeah, yeah, it's um, uh, yeah, I, I know what you mean. But uh, another thing which was I found strange was that okay, it's an open world game and we're kind of used to it these days because it's been going on for a long time that there is normally a day and night cycle. There and is weather a, cycle. There, there isn't one in this. It's just. At different parts of the story, it's sunset or it's nighttime or it's daytime. It just doesn't sort of flow as you're sort of moving around the city. Yeah, or or it's like raining, and then you're like, oh, it's raining and grey, cool, but it just stays like that. Yeah, for always and ever until you progress the story. So in between every chapter is whatever time of day it was at that thing. Yeah, that's it forever. Yeah. Um, the only thing that works for is when it's daytime or sunset and you're playing with the incredible, beautiful, amazing photo mode. Oh, Just because right. when, I, when I started doing photo mode and I didn't know there was no day-night cycle, it was like, you know, a sunset section. I was like, quick, quick, all right, go over here. Quickly take a photo while the sun is real nice. All right, quick, go on this side. Oh, no, it's going to go down. And then I was doing that for like an hour or so when I'm like, oh, this isn't changing. Okay, cool. And then I started really slowly setting up my shots and having a lot of fun with it. Uh, but then on the bad side, when it's like raining or dark and you've taken enough nighttime photos, you're like, okay, I'm over this now. When's sunrise or sunset? And in the fun photo modes, like I love photo modes in games, as any of our listeners would know by now. But I really like waiting for that perfect time, like sunrise or sunset when the sun is just where you want it to be. And you get a cool angle or the moon is like right up there where you need it. And you position yourself. But there's kind of none of that. So it takes the sport out of it a little bit, except for the positioning and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, the the day-night cycle thing was a bit weird. I mean, it's not... seems like a niggly thing to, you know, complain about. But it just didn't feel right in an open world, you know, Sony exclusive in 2018. Also, loading screens. Like, after God of War... (laughs) <laughs> the loading screen's jarring in this game. <laughs> yeah. It's not really a thing, but the collectibles um, and some of the side quests feel a bit repetitive if you smash them all out in a row. That's which, why I know, didn't smash them out in a row. I would go do a story quest and then do some side quests and then a story quest yeah. and some side quests. But then there are plenty to do. Like Even if you do the same uh, like side quests over and over, a lot of them are like different kinds. Like the challenges aren't all just like diffuse bombs and get the best points. There's like bombs and there's drones and there's uh, this and that. And like things like the, the pigeon ones, which Callan didn't seem to be a fan of at first. And I was not looking no, forward I, to it. No, I, I liked the pigeons. It was just, I had some issues at first with the pigeons. Oh, okay. Cause I, all I got was like two or three texts saying F pigeons, screw pigeons. I hate pigeons. And I hadn't seen them yet. Um, but when you actually do the pigeon, um, missions 
I mean, it, it's silly because you're Spider-Man, you're chasing pigeons, but he does kind of justify it in, in how he's saying it, which he does a lot throughout the game, which is very funny. He says stuff like, ah, this is a uh, wonderful use of all my skills. Yep, just chasing these pigeons. Yep. Which, which I like. But I really love that because the swinging is so fun in the game that when they give you a reason to like really swing quickly and accurately and focus on a target, you know, without having to like fight or... It just, it's purely about the swinging. And it, mm. it's a really fun sort of therapeutic yet I, tense at the same time thing. I, I love the pigeons. I thought it was yeah, really fun. Actually, talking about the uh, how fun the swinging and stuff is, um, there is fast travel in the game. I never used it. Oh, yeah. No, never. Except no. for the one time they force you to. Yeah. Yep. Um, I just swung around for the whole game. So, yeah. Anyway, let's yep. uh, let's score this. Uh, well, there is still a little thing I wanted to mention uh, just quickly before you scored it, scored it, which was the um, you and I have a differentiating opinions, but it's also very worth mentioning because it's kind of a cool thing they had. Like we were talking about all these upgrades and all the different suits you can get, but every upgrade and suit and main suit power is interchangeable between all of the suits. So if you have one that you really love, and some of them look gross as, but there's heaps of really cool suits that you can unlock. Um, some are shout-outs from old comics, some are new designs, it's just, and some are like slight variations of old comic suits, it's really fun to unlock them, um, and yeah, they've made it so that you can take the main power of, like, every suit had it, its own power, like, there's a super, you know, metallic-looking one, okay, that's the bulletproof one, and there's one that's like, you know, it's shiny and blue, and like, oh, that's the electricity one, And but you can take the main power and put it even in, like, the very original suit or any suit you want or the main and like i thought that was pretty cool you you really like that they did that yeah yeah because like you can choose your favorite suit mine was the um the cover suit i just went with that <laughs> yep oh, okay. nice i was like yep that's what spider-man's wearing in this game and i just interchanged my powers that was great i didn't want to have to wear a stupid ugly suit because i wanted to be able to stun every enemy around me for a bit of the game like no thank yeah. you I like being well, able to interchange that into my current suit and rock the normal suit with um, being able to stun everyone around me. Yeah, see, and so that was your one. And mine, I was quite, I was actually a bit disappointed that they were interchangeable because I wanted to be coaxed into using the different suits throughout the game. Like, and, you know, I wanted to to be like have an excuse to try different suits and see what he looks like is swinging around New York and in different cutscenes all in different suits and kind of like that but feeling you of can just do playing that with toys. anyway you can no do, I know you no can I, what I was saying is I wanted to be that's true very true what I was saying is I wanted to be coaxed into it like if you know me and I'm, I'm sure a lot of different personalities out there I know that I could look dead sexy if I just did some working out went to the gym but I don't because I need a personal trainer to make me do it. I know I could be like, I have this banging body if I just ate more healthy, but I just don't. And same with like, I know I can choose any suit I want, but because I can just move the power to my favorite suit and just be punk Spider-Man or white spider Spider-Man, I just do that and I forget to go and look at the suits and actually play them and I see them unlocked and go like, oh, cool. Anyway, okay. that's my favorite one. Here's one for you, all right? Hit me. Like, no. Um, so, okay, so say, like, you've got to use a certain power to beat this boss or something like that, right? Or, or you feel like you need to use a certain power to be able to get past this one bit in the game, right? Yeah. So then, but 
No, it's with the ugliest suit in the game. You're like, oh, well, I guess I've got to wear this suit. So you put ugliest suit of the game on, right? Yeah. So you wear an ugliest suit in the game. You beat this boss or thing or whatever. It goes straight to a cutscene. So you got no choice. You got no chance to change out of the suit. And it's the best cutscene in the game, except Spider-Man looks damn ugly. And it just yeah, breaks. I mean, that it just breaks this cutscene for you because Spider Man looks so hideous in it. You can't take the scene seriously. <coughs> yeah, I mean that. That's kind of. I was. I was kind of willing to take those risks. Like I like. I like that kind of excitement. Like I don't know. It just reminds me of Mega Man. Like my love for Mega Man and like using his different. And sometimes he looks ridiculous. You know when he's pink and yellow or something just because you have to use a specific power against the boss but it's cool running around and like it just goes straight back to that when i used to just love playing the Mega Man x games and you're like all right now i have to be lime green for this level i don't want to be but i am and then it kind of just i don't know I, I thought it was really fun and i know you still can which is the best part about it so like most people are going to be stoked i just know with my personality that's um I wish I was more coaxed into trying all the different suits. And that's okay. that's my own thing. All right. Well, talking about coaxing, <laughs> uh, let's coax you on to uh, to give this a score, hey? All right. Um, so, score-wise, but I mean, one more thing before we jump in. There are three DLCs coming before the end of the year. Um, for those who are looking for more, the first one is The Heist, which is October 23rd. And that's going to be centered around Felicia Hardy or Black Cat. Um and then there's one called Turf Wars and another one called Silver Lining. So those are coming. They're coming soon. Um, I'm excited for that. Okay, score-wise, I gave this game an 8.9 carriages out of 10. I think it's freaking fantastic. Yeah. It is one of the best games of the year, hands down. Like yeah. As a game, as a, just a video game to just play around and have fun with, yeah. this is just like second to none. And I just brought it down a bit because of because of like... The Mary Jane missions, uh, the stealth is a bit tacked on uh, at times. Um, and that was kind of the main two things. Everything else was kind of like the thing about the suits. That's not something to take it down for at all. That's just a personal opinion. Uh, you know, like the day night cycle is weird, but it's not like game changing. It's just the Mary Jane missions and the stealth is what kind of just brought it down for me a little bit. Um, but yeah, 8.9 carriages. And you? you? Oh, I gave it a 9. Oh, we're very close. Yeah, nine yeah. out of nine out of ten. Um, yeah, look, pretty much we've gone over everything. As I said, I felt Act Two dragged a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, the loading screens got to me a bit. But in saying all that, I thought it was a good length for the game. Side quests yeah. were interesting. So yeah, nine and out of ten. It's doable. Yeah, like, I like that. It's like if you want to hundred percent this, it's not impossible. No. It, no, it's not. No, I'm I'm near on 100%ing it. Like I'm near on um, platinuming it, which isn't. Too yeah, bad I think for I'm me. going to. I think this will be my very first platinum ever. Actually, I've yeah. never done anything on PlayStation. Uh, speaking of that, though, I saw this guy boasting about how he just got the platinum in his PlayStation forum, and people were like, "Whoa, you know, what'd you do? Just play all weekend?" He's like, "No way, man. The game's super short. Well, I finished the story in six hours. I did all the side quests in an hour." I'm like, "No, you didn't. You did not do all the side quests in an hour." You just can't. You can't. Like, he was saying... It, it, pretty much he said he platinumed the game in eight hours. I'm like, no, you didn't. Huh. No. No, I don't know why he had to lie about that to just try and make it look like he had a life, but he probably just played the game all weekend. 
and it was like, yeah. oh no, it only took me eight hours. No, sir, it did not. It's, oh well, whatever you need to do. Uh, unless you're setting happen. world records on your first ever playthrough of the game. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that was, uh, was Spider-Man. Alright, uh, this is Games of Our Lives, uh, where we talk about our favourite game for every system we've ever owned. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the games of, of our lives. lives. And this episode, we are on the 3DS slash DS, just the DS family of stuff. Um, Callum, what did you go that's uh, not Pokemon? Just kidding. What was yours? Pokemon. <laughs> oh my god shock horror yeah pokemon and i didn't even put down a single pokemon title i just put pokemon in general <laughs> just the pokemons yeah nice well i've never played a pokemon game yeah so. no nah, look uh, i've put a lot of hours into pokemon games and i've done a lot of hours on the uh 3ds uh versions of uh, omega ruby and alpha sapphire Plus, also played a lot of Pokemon X as well. I just enjoyed them. It was a lot of fun. Um, nice. As Do always, you have a favorite at all? Uh probably the um, Omega Alpha ones. So they're you know the two that came out together. For some reason, I bought both and finished both. <laughs> yep. Um, wow. There you go. Yeah. Aren't they yep. like the same game? Yes. Okay. But nice. but you fight different bad guys and you get different. Pokemon, but it was one of those ones where you could collect every Pokemon in ever kind of thing in it. Yep. So right. that that was that was pretty cool to uh, attempt that. I didn't do that, by the way. It's way too much time, but it was a lot of fun going around getting all favorite Pokemon and things like that. So yes. Nice. Um. Okay. Well, my mine was a tough one. It was choosing between the the new Metroid game. Mm-hmm. which was just excellent and looked funny on there because I thought this should be on Switch because it yep. looks and feels so good. Um, but my actual, my favorite that really just took me away was Mario 64 because that gave me hope for a viable handheld gaming future. When I first played that, I was just like, how? How is Mario 64 in my hands right now? And how does it look and feel almost better than it did on the Nintendo 64, like it blew my mind. And I was like, this, like, you know, never mind all the beautiful touchscreen and cool things they have on that console, just playing Mario 64, but like, well, not like they smushed it to fit, like, you know, back in the Game Boy days when they're like, Mortal Kombat. And you're like, this is gross. This was like, this was it. This was Mario 64. And then they did the same with Ocarina of Time and so on. And like, it just continued to wow me. And then it got better and they looked you know, games were looking even better. But at the time, when Mario 64 came out, I'm just like, wow, this this could... And, and I've never been a big handheld gamer. Yep. I've always just felt like like they're fun. Says Captain Switch over here. Yeah, well, I never had been. Um, I always thought they were fun for traveling and for kids, but I always thought that playing something on handheld was always like playing the smaller, shittier, little version of the game that's the real thing that's mm-hmm. like to get the real thing you have to play it on console and i missed a switch now because i've always wanted to play games handheld but without feeling like i'm missing out on something and the switch is is the only console like they don't have anything else that they're like oh this is cool on handheld but it's secretly way better at home it's like nope this is the whole game 
So I'm so cool it came to that. But Mario 64 was the first game that gave me hope of it pointing in that direction. Mm. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the games of our lives. Very cool. Yeah, which takes us to our passenger queries section, which is quite a big one this episode. Yes. Um, I'm going to let Callan take the reins on this one, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Callan? gosh. All right, so, yeah, we had a lot right in this time. All right, so we asked a question. So we thought, uh, yeah, well, we asked a question. Uh, which hero, superhero would you like to be given a game next after Spider-Man? Mm-hmm. And everyone loves superheroes, so they all started writing in. Right, you ready for this? All right. Okay, first up, oh, uh, gosh. Uh, Eloid... Vaquez <laughs> and every oh, time winner yeah 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 Captain Winner himself He's he, he would like Iron Man um, or, yep. or maybe something like a Punisher game which Punisher a new Punisher game would be kind of cool actually okay well and did he say something about Anthem because I've been hearing a lot of people say oh yeah he uh, said we're, um, Iron uh, but Iron Man's kind of like Anthem style anyway so yeah oh yeah 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 and I, I it just looks and feels like from just seeing the trailers and gameplay that that is Iron Man Simulator yep uh, Andrew nice. Natoli from the Inconsolables podcast said The Tick okay yep that could be fun like a cartoony quirky yeah with silly it, game yeah with all of its weird humour yep uh, Alex Maynard says gotta go old school and say Spawn super dark and pretty some brutal hell levels some stealth Yep. Oh, yeah. Spawn in like an Arkham sort of palette yep. would be just awesome. Well, I mean, you can um, you can play it. You can play as Spawn on Soul Calibur, and that's about as close as you can get to a modern Spawn. He uh, Connor Skinner Smith says Raven or Beast Boy. More Raven oh. as she would have a dope backstory with her father being a demon. Wow, that's a refreshing answer. And Beast Boy, instead of different suits, you just change shape for your yeah. different powers. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is really cool. And I like that it's like Raven or Beast Boy and not just like Teen Titans. Yeah. Uh, cool. Leif Graham says 1980s one's Condor Man. The movie was so bad that even during shooting, Michael Crawford, the lead, almost drowned. It's so bad that it doesn't even get a cult following and it's so bad. I bet I'm the only person who remembers it but you read what the story is about and want to play it. Okay, I wish he told me what the story is about. I'm all in now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, it's because the story is so great. Bye. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But no one knows it. Damn you. Uh, Reef Atkin, who, has, who is normally our questions guy. <laughs> Hello, Reef. Uh, he says, don't know if they are a superhero, but just a hero. But Techno Man... Uh, Tekken and Blade would be awesome as a hero game. Otherwise, would love to see Gambit from X Men. Uh, life mm. from being in in the Thieves Guild, starting in the X Men. So, like a Gambit origin story. Yeah, cool. Yep, I could I could deal with that. Although his accent was very annoying in that Wolverine game. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be awesome. I, man, I love Gambit. He was my favorite back in the um, animated series. Uh, Michael Cook wrote yep. in and said mm, Wolverine would be nice or Deadpool a lot of fourth wall breaks both those games exist and Wolverine yeah but he, I, I think game. he meant like the next game after Spider-Man would be like a new oh. this generation Wolverine game and a this generation Deadpool game 
Okay, I think Deadpool was just last gen. So yeah, I think so, yeah. The Deadpool was like sort of middle, like I think it got a bunch of sixes, but that Wolverine game I loved so much. It was like super violent. There's blood everywhere, like you could jump in a helicopter and take out the pilot and lift his head into the blades or you know, like it was full on and really fun. Good mm. beat em up. Uh Alberto Callahan wrote in and he said Captain Planet. Okay. Actually, okay. Um, I had a Captain Planet game on my Sega Genesis years ago. Oh, did you? Yes. Wow. So you, you play wow. through the game. I think you can choose which chapter you want to do and which planeteer you want to play as. And you complete that chapter. Then after you completed all five chapters, then you get to play as Captain Planet. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. The closest thing I had was a Captain Planet action figure. And I loved that thing. <laughs> Um, Captain Planet. Neil Napper, he says, Ant-Man could make it an open-world-based game and shrinking down makes the world such a bigger place. That would be cool. Wow, could you imagine, like, open-world, but then every... That'd be too much, because every building would seem like an open-world inside it. Maybe you could only shrink down for certain bits or or whatever. Yeah. It would be just massive, but that would be really fun. It'd be like an ultimate version of Metroid when you turn into the ball. Uh, Sean Fullard, who was our uh, our trophy guy. Oh, Fullard namesake. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he says, uh, a green arrow stealth game like Thief could be cool. Boxing glove arrows, etc. would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great call. Uh, we have our resident troll, Paul Davison, right our here. Our Paul Davison. Uh, he says, I-, I reckon Captain Carlton and his hovercraft would make the ideal superhero. He's the modern-day Batman in the Batmobile. (laughs) (laughs) So Captain Carlton is the Carlton football team's mascot. And it used to be before game day, he would come out onto the ground on a hovercraft. I'm not even joking. Why? (laughs) I don't know. Would you say before game day? Does that mean no one's there to watch it? No, 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 no. Before the game. So pre-game. So like an hour, 30 minutes before the game, you know, and they got all the music and they go, and here comes Captain Carlton and out he comes on this hovercraft onto the middle of the ground. Why not? (laughs) And then, then the hovercraft got stolen and ended up like in the river down here one day. Well, I mean, there's some, like, lore for you. Yeah, I know, I know. Who I... stole the hovercraft? Who is this big villain? Uh, dun, dun, dun. I know, oh, well, And then he's also got a sidekick, uh, Navy Nina as well, so she could also make an appearance in the game. Yeah, okay, uh, it anyway. sounds like Paul Davison's idea is your idea. He's right <laughs> in there. Um, Alita Bogus writes in and says Wonder Woman. I, I saw that one. And yeah, that would uh, be... I... Awesome. A Wonder Woman game would like would be so good to in- implement. She's got different skills of like the whip and the shield, you know, etc., etc. But then she's got her own lore and all this sort of stuff as well. You know, she's yeah. super strong. She can take a lot of hits. You know, plus like the unlocking of suits, like this Spider-Man one. She just looks super awesome, and yep. she has so many cool outfits as well. Like over the years. <sighs> well, uh, oh, the, the list I keeps think- going here. By the way. Wonder Woman, I think, is the Superman game we need. Because he's yeah. like strong and... Yeah. Whereas Superman just punching stuff and his S changes a bit. Yeah. Okay, uh, keep going. Go, go, go. All right, okay. Trevor Scott from Bitstorm writes in. And he says... Uh-huh. Uh, huh? Uh-huh. 
Ah, and he says, I'd love to see a Green Lantern action adventure game or a game purely in slow motion where you play as this Flash or Quicksilver beating the hell out of mannequins. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That would just be a, a walkthrough. <coughs> uh, Mrs. Lalante says a Black Widow origin story. Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I mean, that's... She plays the fine line between regular old trained person and superhero. Yeah, but, but still, you could still make a cool game around it. Oh, absolutely. I have no qualms watching Black Widow as I play a game for a couple of hours. Yep. And then, um, lastly, Paul from The Inconsolable, so one of the other Inconsolable hosts, wrote, I'd love to see more Surge. Oh. Okay. More Surge. Yep. Well, that's a surprise. Is that, that that game that came out that was like... No, no, no. I think there's a superhero called Surge, isn't there? Oh, really? Oh, well. I don't know. There you go. I had no idea about that. I thought it was that... There was that kind of game that everyone liked for a while. Was it... I don't even remember it. Yeah. Yes. Well. But wow. Thank you all so much for writing in. We had... Yeah, it was quite a lot to get through. Guys, that was cool. Thank you for writing in. Um, that, that was... Very interesting, actually. I liked hearing all those. Um, if you guys want to ask us questions or write in, you can do it on our website. It's probably the easiest way, which is just GameTrainPodcast.com. There's a big, like, you know, write to us button right there. Ask us anything. Uh, if you want to, you know, hit us up on Facebook, it's just GameTrain, Facebook.com slash GameTrainPodcast. Um, and on Instagram, it's at GameTrainPodcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to reach us on Twitter, for some reason, we're twitter.com slash gametraintalk, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, so, you know, write to us, ask us anything, and um, we'll answer your questions. Or a lot of the time, Callan will ask a question about our upcoming episode related to it. You know, like something to do with stealth games or something for the next one or Tomb Raider games or, you know, just something random. And um, it'll be just like this. So yeah, that was exactly. a lot of fun. Yeah. All right. Well, so... Actually, that brings us to the end of the episode. Yes. That, that happened quicker than I expected. Really? Um, yeah. I mean, it oh. felt long, but it's just going to be sad to wrap it up because I just have so much fun doing these. Uh, but of course, as you guys know, before we end the show, we have to take it to our trains. Our lame train, love train, and hype train. So we'll start with the lame train. Helen, what do you got for us? Your power. <laughs> Am so I too strong for you? Uh, no, no we, uh, we've recorded this over uh, two days because someone's power went out and couldn't, uh, couldn't record the episode when we bit into it. So, Yes. Yes, indeed. That was very annoying. Uh, and this is actually, our third attempt. My original lame train, though, right? Apart yep. from your power going out, was <laughs> a guy on an Xbox forum made up a petition to get Spider-Man onto Xbox. Oh, no. Yeah, mate, no. Go out and buy a PlayStation. Like, you don't see the PlayStation guys writing up, like, a petition to get Forza onto the PlayStation if they want to play Forza. I think PlayStation are quite happy with what they have, though. I know, I know, but exclusives happen. Get over it. Just get a PlayStation. Like, all these angry fanboys. Like, guys, let's on- all sign this and we'll send this in. No, it's not going to happen. Sony owns Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like... 
And and we have a perfectly like on Xbox. There's a perfectly good replacement if you love that Spider-Man game that much. Play Sunset Overdrive. It is an excellent game. It's not Spider-Man, but it's an open world. You yeah. play gadgets. The combat's fun. Yada yada yada. Just yeah. buy a PlayStation. I mean, these people just complaining about the PlayStation. Um, you know, like huge, beautiful library, and oh, nothing's on Xbox. It's like, well, doesn't that sell it to yourself? Like, I love Xbox, and I, I fight and scream for how much I love my Xbox One X, and I play anything that's like, like Tomb Raider, we'll be playing actually right after we record this, because mm-hmm. it's coming out in like two hours, um, and like, I'll play that on Xbox, because I love my Xbox, but I also understand about exclusives and how awesome the library on PlayStation is. And I don't try and be in denial going like, oh yeah, it'll come or I'll just wait or man, that's so annoying. I wish like just if you want it that much, you know, have, and I, I completely understand that some people don't have the time or the budget to have two consoles because they're actually living a proper life and doing real jobs and things like that. But you know, there's, um, there's a lot to gain with, if you like console gaming, there is just so much to gain with having a PlayStation 4, I reckon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, my lame train. Hmm. My lame train is Callan. No, it's not. Callan's <laughs> uh, my lame train because he, um, he ruined, he spoiled bits and pieces of Tomb Raider's photo mode. And he oh. also hyped me up. Wait up, this is my favorite part. He hyped me up yesterday. I was having a pretty rough night, but he said Tomb Raider's going to be ready to play at midnight. And then I told my girlfriend, Jack, who is just the biggest Tomb Raider fan. And I rushed home earlier that day yesterday to download Tomb Raider so that it was ready. And for some miraculous reason, it was ready. And it was ready to play. And I'm like, oh my God, Callan, I sent him photos, like screenshots. And I was like, this is going to be ready. Oh, my God. And I told Jack, I'm like, oh, my God, it's oh, midnight. Yeah. And then the power cut and all this bad stuff happened. And we were tired. But I'm like, it's OK, because midnight. Yeah. And then Callan just was like, oh, wait, no, no, 11 a.m. tomorrow. And I was like, you suck. It wasn't even that bad. I had way worse stuff happen to me since we last spoke. Like my entire Facebook got hacked and I lost 10,000 fans. But I just wanted to say... Callan is my lame train, and that's just because that's how much I love you that I want to put your name in here somewhere. I also so told you about another. I also to told you about another um, Kingdom Hearts trailer as well. Oh yeah, thank you. I forgot to put that in my notes. You told me about one extra bit that they showed on Kingdom Hearts, which really is. Let's let's be honest. Trailers are, are both our lame trains. This episode, trailers no, again. No, mine is. Is Xbox guy who made the partition? Oh yep, yeah, yes, all right. And mine is Callum. Then <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what. Those <laughs> Spider-Man trailers. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, I, like I can't, I I can't said, go into it because then I'll end up spoiling it for everyone if I if I go off on it. So I I can't talk anymore. Exactly. Just my opinion and advice to everyone is only watch teasers and only watch gameplay demonstrations. And bad trailers are becoming an epidemic. They are awful for movies, and they are awful for games. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And Kingdom Hearts, we don't need any more trailers. Oh, there will be okay? another one. I guarantee there's going to be another one before the game comes out. I'm just so annoyed. But anyway, let's move on to something more positive. Yes. Our love train. <laughs> Our love train. 
Callan. Okay, easy. The gaming drought is over. Nice. Yeah, yep. it's it's begun with the release of Spider-Man. It's signified that all all the end of year releases about to start coming out every week. So over the next month, we've got Tomb Raider, we've got Forza Horizon, we've got a new FIFA, we've got Assassin's Creed Odyssey coming out. There is a new Mario Party coming out. Then, if you go six weeks from now, we've got Red Dead Redemption Two, followed by Fallout seventy six, followed Why by. Why are you Pokemon. still talking after Red Dead Redemption? The world ends from that moment on. <laughs> that is all we ever need. So yeah, it, it's it's begun. Nice. Well. Don't even worry about the games coming up. The game drought was so signified by Spider-Man that even games that we've been waiting for that have already come out, we can't play now, like Shadows Awakening and Dragon Quest XI. Like, they're out and they're ready. And we're like, we've been playing nothing for so long. And this is, they're all out already. And they're like, now you can try us. I'm like, well, now I don't have time. Yeah. I've had time. Yeah. Yeah. My love train is very similar. And that is that Spider-Man is back. I love Spider-Man, and it's great to be playing uh, like a good game with Spider-Man in it and a good superhero game. Um, and Tomb Raider's right after this, and I'm just so glad that I'm playing consoles again and loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, Kellen, Hype Train. Hype Train. So my Hype Train this week is Tomb Raider. Oh, nice, nice. Because wow, after close. we finish re- um, recording this, I get to go play it. And I spoke the other month about um, finishing Tomb Raider 1 and Tomb Raider 2 in this new rebooted series. So this new one, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, is the conclusion of this new arc of Lara's. So I'm excited to see how it pans out. Yeah, nice, nice. Okay, my hype train is... That Cyberpunk 2077 gameplay footage, yo. Oh, man, we didn't we, um, even go into any of that. That's what I mean. So, like, since we last spoke to you guys, and anyone who's listening to this is into gaming, so anyone who, you know, it's we were a bit delayed with this episode because we got uh, Spider-Man a little later than expected. But, um, you know, you guys have obviously seen that Cyberpunk 2077 footage was released and it was like an hour long. Well, I think it's 48 minutes or something like that. Like it's huge gameplay demo and it's just wonderful. If you wanted to see about the, like this is, this is not a trailer. It's like one chunk of an enormous game. It's kind of showing you mechanics and ideas and it's not even like the final game. They say it repeatedly in the trailer. Like this is as close as we can show you, but things are subject to change. The game is probably not out for another year yet. Um, but after watching that footage, like I was already excited for the you know idea of that game, but man, am I hyped after seeing it! What an excellent! If they can even like achieve eighty percent or even seventy percent of the things they were showing visually and mechanically, that is going to be such a wonderful, wonderful, unique experience of a game. Well done, CD Projekt Red! You guys just kill it. That's my hype train. Cool. Yeah. So. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for lending us your ear holes. That is our episode. Um, we'll be back actually next next week. So uh, we're going to be recording another one quite quickly. And on that one, we will be reviewing The Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Kelly, do you have anything else to, to drop down before we take off? Nah, not really. No. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. This has been Game Train. Game Train.